All right, you're listening to the King Inc. podcast, and I'm Helen Wilgo. King Inc. is Sunderland's monthly spoken word and poetry night. You'll find us at Pop Rex on the second Thursday night of every month. Let's crack on. Doing Bird by Malcolm Barnes. If you're out in Sunderland, there's a place called Gladstone Street. Seagulls land and congregate, they mingle round your feet. As they walk along the pavement, don't pick them up or drag them. They're picking at discarded food, so please don't try and shag them. A fella tried it recently, then kicked the bird with rage. He ended up before the beak, the bird was underage. He was being watched by cameras, CCTVs all around. Keep your todger in your pants, leave the seagulls on the ground. Sunderland is open-minded, but they have to draw a line. Don't try and fuck the seagulls, or you'll end up with a fine. Managing the English department budget in a secondary school in North East England in 2023 by Helen Wilgo. I'm sorry, but there are no glue sticks left. No, it wasn't the science department this time on the theft. The stock cupboards bereft because this morning Helen took the last three. She's got 10B and they're a class of 30, so I know it's crap, but I had to let them go. They cost £78.99 a go for a box of 200 on YBO, and our annual budget is now too low to go on buying such luxuries. I already buy them in bulk and off-brand. You'll never hold a Pritt stick in your hand in a northeast comp. We already have to buy the pens that pop for the bends with nought to write with but their blood. The exercise books we use have gone up double since we ordered the September stock last May. So what good would glue sticks do when we've gotten out to stick the sheets into? Today, I'm free in lesson three. I've learned the script, I've done the show, and so I'll take the begging bolt of the bursa and let them know we need four boxes in the hope they grant us one. When they arrive, we'll try that thing off teacher Twitter. We'll give each one a name upon a sticker so him in 8A4 is minded to pick up Janet off the floor to replace her lid. Heaven help the kid who loses a lid. Not to mention she who thinks it's fun to wind the buggers up until the glue flops helpless from the stick onto the floor where it gets clagged up with hair and particles of grit and crisp, rendering it as useless as this. My budget of £6.26 per kid to finance their progress for a year when one in five comes from a home with no books in the house. So I'm sorry that there are no glue sticks left. And it wasn't the science department this time on the theft. Sing a new song for 1955 by Chris Hodgson. As if from the age of the dinosaurs, radio played a big part in my childhood days, the media of the moment. Listen with mother, journey into space, housewife's choice, family favourites, all popped in and out of my world. I learnt many exciting tunes of the day off the radio. By the year of my seventh birthday, I had become quite adept at singing some of them. Heart of My Heart by the Four Aces was, and still is, a favourite of mine. I particularly loved to sing the refrain line. We were rough and ready guys, but oh how we could harmonise. 1955 was an eventual year in my life. In May of 1955, I gained another year, my seventh in this world. In May of 1955, I lost my first age. In May of 1955, I lost the age of absolute innocence. In May of 1955, without me realising it, 
the murky world of politics that entered my name into its book of innocence lost. In May of 1955, I learnt a new tune, a tune unlike anyone I had heard and learnt before. I don't know where it came from. For certain, I know I hadn't learnt it from the radio. Did Dad teach me? Did Grandad Mallon teach me? Perhaps at the time it was just all around me and it became absorbed into me. I had no idea what it meant, but I liked the way it rhymed and how it sounded. It was also a great song to sing out aloud as I wandered around the streets and back lanes of Hendon where I was born and lived. And so I duly did, along with Brother Mick, Tommy Ratcliffe, Peter Smith and others whose names from 68 years ago I can no longer remember. There we were, a brave band of merry pranksters, boldly stepping out and singing lustily and with courage and happiness our new marching song. Vote, vote, vote for Mr Labour. Who's that knocking on the door? If it's Labour, let him in. If it's Tory, punch his chin. And he won't come knocking any more. Powerful and mysterious words indeed. Who was Mr Labour? Who was Tory? Did these people actually come knocking on your door? With age and understanding, the meaning of these words have become quite clear. Yet here is a strange thing. In all of my life, I can never remember Mr Labour or Tory knocking on my door. And I find that very, very disappointing. For sometimes, sometimes, I really want to punch a politician on the chin. My name is uh, Joseph Mary Graves, or Jose Maria Covas. And I'm going to read a poem called The Forgotten Place. In the shore of Golden Yore, there were no ice shore. Where is now that place, a dreamscape, which is infinite? Some say it is lost, others that they forgot. But what if it is not? Perhaps one can find it by being split across different realities of thought. If you were buried in the earth, if you were scorched by embers, if you were scattered by the wind, would you not be reconstituted in an uncharted sea as you were before being devoured? Or maybe you would like to be another, made up of those that were no more, but also of those that shall be born. In this land where the line between dark and light is blurred, why can you not be both? All the cursed are blessed to be welcomed here at the end of the journey into the castle of worlds. This is Dear Sophie. All of the poems in my collection, Passerine, are called Dear Sophie. But this is Dear Sophie, 10th of July, by Sherston Luckins. Dear Sophie, 10th of July. The clouds today are the last few sweepings from an old lady's hair salon. The sea breeze lifts curtain into flag. Odd, modernist chorus of gull and high luck signition. North of me, tall ships are moored in the mouth of the weir. Their complicated sails all rolled up like a coalman's ciggy. And I greatly desire to tramp again around the curved hip of the coast, watching those ships unfasten themselves into the wind. Did you ever see your mother's hair turn white? I think she always died. 
The fits had streaked you grey too early, but you never cared. Your hair would have been a pennant today. As usual, signalling, I want to communicate with you. And never, I am leaking dangerous cargo. Never, I am dragging my anchor. I require medical assistance. Farmer attacked by furbag. A headline the like of which has never since ran. A shock that shook us from Spokane to Kazakhstan. A calumny blathered by a numpty of a man. Devil Otter ate my minivan. It seems that a farmer by the name of Joe Burke, whilst going about his bucolic work, came upon and straightaway cornered the creature slandered as devil in the sun's lead feature. This appellation surely was intended to mislead and manipulate the masses to cough up cash to read, for otters are peaceable and piscophagous. To impute satanic provenance is utterly outrageous. Yes, he asserted that he'd sustained a bite, but we weren't witness, so who knows who is right? He could be talking out of his welly boots. Without otter testimony, the point is moot. At the least, he showed poverty of judgment and made himself a target for otterish assailment. For if a man grabbed your scruff, stuffed you in a sack, would you not make petulcus attempts to nut him back? Having gnawed its way out of one container, to persist in its escape was a simple no-brainer. It was the only logical game plan to eat its way out of the minivan. So if you catch an otter... Don't hold it hostage. It'll munch through your chassis like a scot through porridge. And definitely don't be like that Burke with his van. Never plug a wild otter's gob hole with your hand. A headline the like of which has never since ran. A shock that shook the world from Spokane to Kazakhstan. A calumny blathered by an empty of a man. Devil otter ate my minivan. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the King Inc. podcast. If you'd like to see the live show, sign up for Open Mic, or contribute to a future episode, you'll find us at Pop Rex in Sunderland on the second Thursday of each month from 6 till 9pm. In the meantime, you can find us at King Inc. Spoken Word on Facebook, at King underscore Inc. underscore Poets on Twitter, and at King underscore Inc. underscore Spoken underscore Word on Insta. King Inc. was produced by James Whitman, with contributions from Malcolm Barnes Helen Wilgo Chris Hodgson Jose Maria Covas Lima and Justin Luckins <laughs>